Welcome to episode 114 of the Inside Jogging Podcast. Big week of action to catch up on with some medals from Team GB at the European Cross Country Champs in Brussels. There's a fast 10k action from Telford and some Brits, but of course not all of those who entered were in action over in Malaga. But before all of that, in a week where Josh Kerr was snubbed of a nomination for the BBC Sports Personality of the Year, let me welcome to the show another Josh who has very little personality. How are things tonight, Josh? Yeah, not too bad. I'm uh, I'm in London at the moment. Just uh, survived a run around Croydon, which is always good. Now, it was brought to our attention over the weekend. And, and actually, I've had a few messages about this, keep forgetting to, to ask you. A few people are concerned that you're developing a bit of a lisp or a posture accent. Me and Shane both haven't picked up on it on recording. So you haven't got your AirPods in tonight. So I'm wondering if that will... Will happen happen again? Me and Shane, or Shane and I? Whatever you want to do, Josh, <laughs> you, you do it. I I don't think I've got a lisp. To be no, I reckon it's some audio quality going going awry. It's your new iPhone 15, mate. Or it's since I've left Peterborough, I don't sound like I'm from Peterborough no, anymore. I think it's in the last. Which would few it not weeks. be a bad thing? I think it's in the last few weeks since you've uh, changed your phone. Maybe, maybe. I'll have to actually what? listen back to an episode and see if I can, can hear it. Or we could just get listeners to um, fork out and buy us some really expensive podcasting equipment. Yeah, that would... Probably... Uh, that makes it too professional, Shane. I don't like that either. Yeah, yeah. good point. Anyway, uh, as you've just heard him, let's welcome our co-host this evening, who, whilst Josh Kerr was firing shots at Jakobinga Britson, this man was amongst the shot action himself. How's the hangover after that night out in Malaga, Shane? Yeah, just about just about over it. Feeling pretty tired still, mind. Now, I'm going to give the listeners an insight early into, into <laughs> the activities of, of Sunday. Well, let's call it Monday morning. Um, we woke up in our flat. Checkout was at 11. Shane wasn't there. <laughs> Most of us weren't really that concerned because it was Shane. And eventually, we found him in bed with another man in a different hotel. <laughs> and it turns out Shane had been sick in the bed. Oh, and the other Jesus man was touching the sick. And the fact that neither of them were bothered by it shows what state they're in. So, yeah. Who was the other man? Ben, an athlete Shane coaches. <laughs> <laughs> oh, not Ben Heron. <laughs> no, no. Although he, Ben Ben Heron, I think I don't know if you spoke to Heron. I think he he got himself in a bit of trouble himself. <laughs> I did like some of the the coach athlete relationships going on 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 Sunday evening. So brought everyone closer together. Basically, uh, if anyone wants to go on a um, active edge stable slash Aaron Scott coaching stable race weekend in the future, highly recommend it. <laughs> Yeah, that's the feedback we got. <laughs> um, right, should we go into some running weeks? Um, I tell you what, 
I'll kick off with myself this week because it was meant to be a, a marathon weekend and a race review. But unfortunately, that didn't happen. So I'll try and go back to to Monday, best I can remember. So kicked off the week on Monday, feeling okay. Got out just before lunchtime. I had 45 minutes in strides to do and just ran down the hill into Burley. Did the strides kind of on the way back, I think, and then some just looping around the park. So just under eight miles, 6.29s, 51 minutes. The I called this one Stamford Altitude Camp because I think I started my watch before I got signal. So it looks like I ran it sort of a couple of thousand feet maybe. So just getting there, trying to get some altitude work in before going out to Malaga. Uh, Tuesday, I, I felt like, so we recorded the podcast Monday, felt good. Tuesday, I felt like I had a cold, which I've had for three weeks. Here um, we go. It begins. And I thought, well, I've been able to run through the cold. Let's just keep running through it for the rest of this this week. Let's get the taper done. Um, It was pretty chilly and wet outside. So I, I thought, well, I'll just go on the treadmill. Let's just be safe. Go on the treadmill. So I did 4K warm-up. Six by eight hundred or four hundred, and then two k cooldown. I started them out at sort of two thirty, got down to two eighteen ish for the last one. I, I, I was sweat. I had that sort of cold sweats, and I was sweating a bit too much. And I was like, hopefully that's just the cold, but I'll be okay. Got in, went to pick Eliza up, started to get some sort of chills like fever like temperature type related anyway for if i get an early night i'll be good so went to bed Eliza woke me up at half two and when i went down to her room i felt awful and went to get back into bed and couldn't stop shivering put on as much clothes as i could and was still shivering and struggled to get back to sleep and i think Looking at my watch, I had about three hours sleep. I didn't get back to sleep afterwards. So going on Shane's HRV status, it was starting to get pretty dire. I think I recorded an overnight average of 31, was it Shane? Something like that on that first night. Um, it was very late, wasn't it? Yeah. So I, I thought, well, Wednesday woke up awful couldn't get out of bed I was like right it's got to take anything I can now to to try and make myself feel good by Friday I just thought I won't run I'll just take as many pills as possible get all the vitamins get all the good food down me and I was struggling to eat because I didn't really have an appetite and yeah like coughing up stuff and just feeling awful so pretty confident I got the flu um that takes me through to to Friday now Friday morning I felt a little bit better but still was nowhere near right and I thought I'm gonna need to run before 
if I start this marathon, I'm going to need to run beforehand because I've done some runs on the treadmill in the build-up when I've been ill after not running for a few days. My Everything tightens up. So I went out the door to try and do 30 minutes. I stopped in this one after about 19 minutes, coughed my guts up and sort of... I spent the last five minutes not wanting to breathe in because it was going to make me cough. <laughs> so not really the confidence builder was after. But I did 30 minutes, 719s. I then went to meet Shane. I actually got a haircut. I managed to get a haircut. Went to meet Shane. Shane was early, which was a massive surprise. He actually, I told him to leave his house at 2.15 and he arrived at the, the meet-up rendezvous, which was Six Hills Lay-By for any any doggers out there who may be listening. Um, and yeah, Shane arrived early, went to Tesco's. Anyway, we met up, got to the airport. I, I, I actually booked myself into the front row. So I was away from any, just on the off chance, I was sat next to anybody who was running. So I put myself into the, the front row and the pressure, the, the pressure of the plane didn't do much for my sinuses. Anyway, we we got to Malaga, chilled out. I wasn't awful, was I? But I wasn't. I mean, you, you sounded much better on Saturday than Friday. When you got yeah. in the car, you did not sound very good. Um, but at least I was able to be up and about. I, I thought I could still... At this point, I was like, I'll try and... I'll try and help out Tom for as much as I can. We went for a little shakeout Saturday morning, me, Tom and Ronnie. And we ran very slow, like 5K at 7.45 pace. Tom went to do some drills and strides. I did about one stride and was like, this ain't happening tomorrow. I... I then sort of spent the rest of the day thinking I could try and help Tom out. And then by the evening realised I wasn't getting any better. And I didn't even think I could. I knew if I started, I'd just not be able to help him. And I think Ronnie had the same. Ronnie's been ill. He then thought he could help out Tom. He then decided against it. Shane wasn't going to be running. So we we designed the Tom Straw Performance Athlete Centre and... High performance team. That didn't really work out much for Tom either, but, but yeah. <laughs> um, so that was my running for the week. I think, what's that? Maybe 16, 20, 23 miles, something like that. Um, obviously, pretty disappointed not to be able to run after 16 weeks of solid build-up. And I was pretty confident I'd be able to run well. I'd never thought ever that there'd be a chance that I wouldn't start because of illness. I thought even if I was ill in the week before, I'd be able to get over it. It was it's probably the worst timing because I'm, I'm kind of... If it had been Valencia the week before, I'd have been okay to run. And I think if it had been this weekend coming, I'd be okay to run. But, yeah, just fell completely the wrong time. Anyway, it turns out I've got sinusitis. So I've got some steroid spray. So maybe I could have got that. Got some drugs in the system and started the race. But there you go. Um, 
And I have two. I have two things to say. So one is uh, just more. It, I wanted to sort of tell everybody what I texted you because I thought it was quite funny actually in hindsight. So I texted you on what Friday and just said, "Oh, have you boys got there yet?" And you said yes. And my reply was, "Well, you've got further than I pla- I, I thought you would." <laughs> which to which you replied, "I don't think I'm racing." <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> which did amuse me um, because I will I will admit six months ago I think when you both originally said. I did not think you would make the start line. And I thought you would be, you. I didn't think you would get as far as you did. So I would almost take that as a win. Um, yeah. But yeah, that, that was just, that was, I mean, that was me being realistic, to be honest. Um, and yeah. secondly, you're, I, I think and this is going to probably be on a lot of people's minds. Your illness rate is a lot higher than everybody else's. How can you stop? that i don't i don't think there's um as i've said before much i can do it's kind of symptomatic i think of of long covid that it kind of relapses i did say to shane i don't like the word relapse i did say to shane though i think on friday when i probably did something unhygienic maybe um maybe i need to up my hygiene game yeah get the uh get the antibacterial gel out and face mask mm. uh, I, and start, I, I don't think start, start washing your underpants I, I don't think there's anything I particularly can do I, well, I'm a, go on Shay. It's, it's essentially your immune system's fucked isn't it well yes yeah. it's, it's hard for whatever the reason it, it's massively massively compromised and it just means you're going to be really sensitive to stuff more so than you were but do you, do you so, think, i can't remember if i had this conversation with you or somebody else that when i actually was doing high volume weeks i was okay anytime i eased off a bit like a taper my immune system like i always used to do sort of then also gives up a bit so maybe the solution is just all year round 110 mile weeks well the so that, that is actually quite common though, isn't it yeah but the re- the reason behind that is because it's change and well it's it's change or chance so you you can't deny both sides of it one side of it is if you're doing something high volume um how well do you look after yourself in that week i.e you know you you're in more of a routine your sleep health is probably better i guess you're eating better and then when you're uh, in the sort of weeks where you're easing off, one of the questions is why are you easing off? And the other question is what are you doing when you're easing off? Um, I could be wrong, but I know when I'm on like low weeks or not running, I barely look after myself because I, I just, well, it's not deliberate. It's not conscious. It's just, it's easy to eat shit or sleep a bit uh, worse or something like that. No, I thought I was actually pretty good in this, this one. I, made a conscious effort in the last since i got the colds in this last month to to be pretty disciplined with sleep and food and and all of those things i just think it's unfortunate and i suppose it was just obviously you know i'm on strava and we do this podcast so you get the questions of it's just a cold why aren't you running i do not think if it was just a cold, I, I would have ran like a flu 
out to Malaga <laughs> to give myself every opportunity. Like, if I could have run, I would have, trust me. It it really wasn't a cop-out. It was... But even still, like I, I think when people run with colds, especially when they race with colds, race with COVID, stuff like that, it's just silly anyway. doesn't mm. matter what the distance, if it's a 5K, obviously if you're going to do a marathon, um, it, it's way more of a risk. Yeah. So it's and it's it's sometimes tougher to make those decisions to not do it. So I still think yeah. you have to, you know, like I think like, people should uh, celebrate that you can make those type of decisions. I think yeah, it's, I I agree with that actually. Similar for you, Shane. Though it it does make it a bit more difficult because you've got to come on here and talk about it. Like you've got kind of you if your injury, you know, if you weren't on this podcast, and if yeah, similarly, if I wasn't on this podcast, I wouldn't even have to really talk about it. Just say, I'm not going to start, go out to Malaga, sit with you lot and get on with the next one. But, um, but yeah, don't worry, Aaron, I can relate to how that feels. <laughs> yeah. So just on the, on the positive note, uh, on the flight back, I got a flight back home early on Monday. So I left Shane in Spain on his own. Um, I was on the flight with Tom Straw, who, who also ran. And, I had to go to the toilet, which is the back of the plane, strolled past Tom. He stopped me and said, we're doing Copenhagen. And yeah. when I walked back from the toilet, he was writing notes on his phone. This is Tom Straw as well. You wouldn't expect it. And he was planning out Copenhagen Marathon, which... That, that answers my next question, actually. I don't so... know if it's convenient yeah. or not, but it's the week before Jenny's due. So... um yeah, that's the plan. We'll squeeze that one in, in and she'll squeeze one out. Um, <laughs> Good. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was it was also a bit of a shame because I couldn't really enjoy the weekend like I wanted to. Was, I couldn't really drink because I didn't feel great. So I had one or two drinks despite Shane trying to order them for me. And had to have some early nights and had to fly him early um so we made we made the most of it but yeah it just wasn't quite the the trip that i wanted anyway but there you go move on i'm still alive I'm still here it's nearly christmas <laughs> right um shane we might as well go to you next i know you didn't do any running um Anything you want to tell us about your week? So I, I went to Spain and uh, no. Um, yeah, not really. I mean, you, you mentioned the injury and uh, you rough, roughly mentioned HRV and a bit of a joke over the weekend was how bad mine is getting now. And I've basically just been slowly dying for five weeks. Um, so the injury, I think, is recovering fine. I've been in the gym uh, quite a few times last week. I've been loading it and... Actually, I went in the gym tonight and sort of the single leg uh, remaining deadlifts, I was managed to do some reps at 50K. So I think my injury is fine. I think I could run if I wanted to, and I think it would be okay, especially considering if I did start running, it would be um, just easy base miles, I guess, to test it out. Uh, Tom was also in my ear last night trying to get me to do Copenhagen, so... I'm certainly up for the weekend again, but um, and it, I, I suppose I was contemplating London 
and that does just give you what two more weeks is it Copenhagen two or three more weeks so it's the 5th of May I think something like that so it suits me if I'm going to do a marathon in spring or end of spring so I'm going to give it another go so I think um I've had some blood tests today as well so I think I'll just wait for the results for those to come back and if there's nothing really underlying that I need to address um I probably will start running next week just see how we go and hope that my HRV picks up and that I can start to recover a bit more oh and we did what a mile when we ran when watching a marathon I felt great for that so yeah uh, that was difficult for me um it's it's 20 weeks to Copenhagen on on Christmas Day. Might start then then. Yeah. Um yeah, we did a little bit of running around. We we did some some bottle handouts for some some runners. We managed to get to the 8 8 and 22k were together then we ran out to 36, wasn't it? And then we were at sort of 41 to 42. Um now I suppose I'll give the shout outs now. Um, we'll go to it probably later because he'll probably be in the weekly leaderboard. We had one listener, Jasper the Flash, who we gave shout outs to throughout. He looked far too fresh, didn't he? He, he did. It's all that mileage. At 41k, I think Shane, he ran past Shane and Shane said he was going to give him a shout out. And then I said I'd give him a bigger shout out. So this is your bigger shout out because Shane wasn't even giving you one, Jasper. Um, and then we had a group of lads from from Sale. Um, I might be able to get their names for the end of the show. There was three or four runners from Sale who saw us in a a pizza bar, and then we gave them a shout out at the race. And then we also bumped into them. Well, I did going into the pub on on Sunday night. Shane probably was already starting to wobble by that point, and then. While Shane was starting to wobble in that same pub, we bumped into Kevin from Ireland, who whose wife told us that it was nice to see the faces that she has to fall asleep to. So if you're listening, Kevin's wife, hello. Um, the first time a woman said that to me. It was a bit <laughs> strange, wasn't it? Um, seeing these people out there who who know far too much about our lives and... <laughs> And yeah, they some of them got to witness Shane, the real Shane. But <laughs> but yeah, that's the shout outs I'd give. Yeah, and also um, I was going to shout out Jasper, so you just you know didn't give me a chance. So shout out to Jasper. No, and I I made the Instagram, I made the picture, mate. So um, yeah. because I'm an influencer now too, I'm getting oh, now. Yeah. I've got I think I've got ten followers on TikTok. Anyway, um, the other thing I would like to say is before we go on to some actual race recap for Josh, um, Malaga Marathon is a fantastic marathon to not run. Yeah. Like, vantage points were great. Weather was fantastic. The the tracker app was the best marathon app tracking I've, I've ever been on. So, yeah. You know what, the, Shane? The only downside was there wasn't many checkpoints. Uh, there wasn't many splits. That's true. And they were, they were a bit awkward places, but... You know, I've got a couple of so there's Max and Ben from Sale and Ollie. I think there was one more, but I can't see him on it. But yeah, um, it was beautiful weather for spectating. 
And one other thing is the Christmas light show was on in Malaga this weekend. Shane was extremely excited for this. I've got some I've got some images of him watching and it's like a little kid at Christmas, literally. Um he was very, very pleased to see them. But Malaga was heaving. Like those nights trying to walk around the streets, you couldn't it was like going to a football game. And it, even last night on a Tuesday in December, it was still the same. It's still just as busy. So good crap. Yeah, it was good, but as I mean, me and Shane didn't get to witness all of the course, so we can't really comment on the course. We'll talk about the race and some people's times in a in a bit. But that's the Aaron Scott and Shane Robinson um downer at the start of the show. So Josh, I'm very glad you finished your race. Why don't you go us go back to Monday and then talk us through Tulfa Ten K? Yeah, talking of all marathons, I did a good effort, marathon effort on my in my race. So, um, so Monday, um, I did ten miles sort of recovery. Uh, so I was with uh, Ben Miles and Ed. Um, so I've been running a little bit more with both of them actually. Got absolutely stuck. You know the classic. You see the big puddle, and you always get that knob nails it through it well actually this time it was a bus he didn't even nail it through it but you know when you've got like the water is probably three foot off the floor in a constant uh, just a constant motion as the bus goes through i was in that sort of range i got absolutely drenched which was unpleasant because it was like two miles into the run but yeah not fun uh but yeah 10 miles 625s then Tuesday, um, I just had a, quite a short session actually on the track uh, just to get my legs moving a little bit because um, I think this week really, obviously I was racing, but uh, it's almost sort of calm before the storm, um, which I'm experiencing this week with the sort of the bigger, the first real meaty stuff with the marathon block. So I just did two by two miles off two minutes um, and I ran... Uh, 959 and 957 and that was actually one of the the first fastest sessions I've done without carbon shoes uh, and to be honest it didn't really feel that much different like uh, that pay, that intensity for me at the moment does feel quite hard but it feel, also feels hard in vaporfly so um, yeah it was just interesting to see how sort of I, I pulled up from that and actually Wednesday I felt pretty fine to be honest um, so Wednesday uh went out in the morning um, and did eight miles. So I was actually off last week as well. Um, but I was just thinking, why did I run at half past nine? Uh, but that that's why. So I did, yeah, eight miles, um, average six twenties. And then I did some strides after just four by 15 seconds, just outside the house. Uh, then Thursday, um, so Thursday, I felt really crappy. Actually, I had an exam in the late morning. Um, so I didn't do this in the morning. I went out quite late. It was 20 to 8 by the time. Uh, bear in mind, I was off. So obviously I had my exam, but this is just a classic procrastinate all day. Um, and I actually it was so wet and cold outside. I went and did it on the treadmill. So I did a 20-minute warm-up, 20-minute uh, warm-down, and just did three by three minutes. So it was three to four. I just felt shit. So I just did three minutes at five-minute miling, Um I just felt really sucks. I actually on the Wednesday I did do some uh, a bit of weights, 
and I was quite domsy because uh, I basically I haven't done them for a little while, so I thought I'm going to do them and just keeping the um, the sort of the rhythm of doing them at least once a week. Uh, so yeah, oh, those three minutes were a little bit domsy, but not terrible. Um, then I had a massage on the Friday, uh, which actually I felt so much better than the, the one before. So I spoke to Gareth and sort of said my quads were quite sore after the last one. Um, so just went a little bit easier there. Then it's quite funny, actually, on the run in the evening. So I had six miles um, and I ended up averaging 5.57s. But at two miles, as I was leaving a bush, I was like, I recognise that voice. And Jake Smith was going into the same bush just before his session. (laughs) It was just such a coincidence. It was one bush in Cardiff at the same time. I wonder if um, Jake had the same situation as me. I went to a bush in a park uh, during the marathon and was having a little wee, saw a load of toilet roll on the floor. And then, yeah, probably about two centimetres from my right foot was, um, was, yeah, a piece of human... Um, excrement yeah we'll go from there so yeah <laughs> Jake didn't witness the same from you Josh <laughs> um, so that was Friday then Saturday travelled up to Telford a little bit annoying actually because uh, well I can't be too annoyed because I got a lift but uh, a couple of us went up together there was one person who was two hours late uh, so I would have run in the morning and a couple of us would have run in the morning but as we were waiting uh, and we committed to running in the evening and made a few other people I was running with late. So how, I did a little bit of a shakeout. Sorry, how can you be two hours late? Well, I mean, we asked this question. Effectively, he had to change a battery in his car. But rather than doing it the night before, he went out. So didn't do it first thing in the morning. Um, and then just passed the time to us. I was pretty, pretty pissed off. I'm not going to lie. So anyway, yeah, we went out um, pretty slow jog actually in the evening. Uh, just did 25 minutes and then some strides. Uh, legs felt pretty good actually. Um, yeah, I, I didn't really didn't really know exactly what sort of shape I was in. I thought 30-15 to 30-30 to be honest. Um, so warmed up, ended up warming up with Jack Gray and then uh, the Wheeler brothers uh, joined us because we stopped and uh, they ran past. So Warmed up with them and they, as we were running, they sort of said, we're going to pick up the last sort of three minutes. And I was like, perfect. That sounds a bit, a bit up my street. What I didn't realise is how much they were going to pick up too. So as we started, I was like, oh, this feels a bit quick. Bear in mind, all full tracksuit and mileage shoes. So I said, what do you want to run? And they were like, five minute miling? I was like, oh, three minutes. That might be quite quick. Anyway, I kind of sort of carried on. I was like, if it feels too quick, I'll stop. But, I did want to run a little bit quicker. Um, so, yeah, did that. It was, um, and my legs felt pretty good. Um, so, I thought, ah, we'll, we'll still see how it go. I wanted to start a little bit slower than I, I have been doing in sort of like Paris, for example, and just see if I go a bit slower, do I then slow as much? Because, like at Paris, for example, after 3K, I slowed quite a lot. Uh, the answer is no. I basically felt like I was sort of tempo effort the whole way around. And I, I spoke to Rob about this afterwards and I feel like I could have probably taken three minutes, done another one, probably not too dissimilar pace. That's genuinely how I felt. But if you said to me, run two, three seconds a mile faster, 
I just can't at the moment. Um, and if I was aiming for 10K, I'd be like, well, I just need to do more 10K stuff, which is pretty obvious because I haven't done much. But I'm not. Um, so in 10 weeks, I've got a marathon. So I'm not too worried really about that. And again, Rob wasn't worried at all about it. Um, obviously, racing, I want to run as fast as I can. But it, yeah, it just did feel like I couldn't get out of second gear to be honest. And that's kind of how I felt at Paris as well. Obviously, I went off a little bit quick. Um, but And equally great south. So I know a lot of what I've been doing is very aerobic. Um, and the kind of the idea behind that is sort of if you think about a triangle we're building from the bottom at the moment. Um, so in a couple of weeks time, hopefully I should be pretty good to go. Because I think when I look back at my London block, I was in pretty handy shape going into Valencia 10k. But I was also probably in too handy shape three weeks out from London Marathon. So with that in mind, I actually think that's probably not a bad place to be. So I actually ran, I don't think I said, uh, 30.49, which, yeah, I mean, I looked certainly not over the moon with by any means. Um, a couple of things. Firstly, I tried to go off a lot slower. I still ran 4.45, 40.46 for the first mile. Secondly, I came 99th. That is ridiculous. Um, thirdly, what would your time be if you actually ran 10K? <laughs> um, I think the fifth mile is a little bit dubious. Obviously, you go around that cone. Uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. I wasn't flying, but I don't think I was running 5.11s. Well, most people got 6.17, didn't they? Yeah, well, I mean, I, uh, I mean, what was my pace? Four fifty nines, probably. Yeah, may, may, maybe it is short. I don't know, it was fair. the same. It's the same as it is every year. To be fair, Josh is the longest I've seen at nine point nine four k. Well, oh, I wondered what you're going to say. I wondered what you're going to finish that sentence with, Shaman. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm glad you mentioned the start though, because uh, you go to your best efforts and you you hit a sixty nine to start the first four hundred. I know it's massively downhill. Oh, I was honestly, Aaron, I was so far back, you cannot comprehend. I couldn't even see the people at the front. And I thought, I'm going to go three rows back. And do you know what? I'm going to shout out, actually, because he's a local lad. I don't know if he listens to the podcast, but Alex Hampson, he was miles back on the start line. He passed me basically the bottom of the, maybe not even the bottom of the hill. You know, when you go up the, up the little hill on the, around the lake? Where it's a little bit muddy, he passed me there. And I thought, I'm going to try and follow him. Because my, what I was basically thinking is, everybody will go off really quick. And then I'll work my way through. That is now actually really hard at Telford. Because there's so many people. If you do go off slow, it's very hard to get around some people. But Alex did pretty well to do that. So, I mean, he was probably five seconds ahead of me at a mile, actually. Um but he had ended up running something like 29.50 and he he ran very, very sensibly, I thought. So, yeah, impressed. He is massive, though, so he can just push people out of the way. Well, I know. That's how I knew he, as he came past me because I sort of looked up. <laughs> I kept looking up and I was like, oh, there we go. No, it was a, that, was a, that was one of the sort of uh, results I saw that was a bit outstanding. So that was very good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The depth is crazy there now, isn't it? When you say stats like you did... Um, yeah, so, 53 people broke. I don't know if they updated that after because I think a few people were missing, but 
when the results originally came out as 53 people broke 30 minutes, which I don't know many races that, of that quality. I mean, probably Valencia 10K, but I, I actually don't know how, how many more of, of, were there. I mean, probably every race in Valencia now. What about the um, the Huli is one or whatever it's called? Yeah, again, it, I, I don't know how many people. I'm going to, whilst you... Whilst we move on, I'm gonna I'm gonna have a little Okay. Look. We'll we'll go to the Strava leaderboard. I've got it in front of me. Um top of last week, Jake Barraclough again, 156 miles. In second, um, some guy from Australia, Brady Twelfth, 110 miles. Um third, Jasper the Flash, McDowell, 105 miles with a marathon thrown in on on Sunday. Um on the women's side, Rachel McGuinness, I think, tops with 82 miles. Um, just scrolling through. This is usually Josh's job, so I didn't expect... Sally O'Gorman, 74. Who's third? Emily Nash. So, yeah, a bit of a quieter week on the mileage front. Um, only four people went above 100. So now Valencia and marathon season's out of the way. Few people are starting to chill out, apart from Jake Barraclough. Um, average pace, Josh. Well, Ronnie Richmond only uploaded his 10k, which he just beat you in. Um, oh, I remember he came past me, and I was like, oh. I, said, I said to him, This feels like marathon pace, and he said, Yeah, I agree. I'm happy with this. Tom Straw, um is in seventh, but done the most. He's done 59 miles at 617s, just ahead of you, Josh. So, good. Tom with his marathon, I sorted you out. Um, Just quickly, I've got the results in front of me. So, Valencia 10K actually had uh, 89 people broke 30 minutes. Yeah, it's madness. Crazy. And I think in there, some of them were female as well. So, yeah, I mean, but if you think about the, if you think about Telford, how low key Telford is an actual event, it's pretty staggering, really. Yeah, but we were talking, I think we were talking about it's in Malaga. I mean, it's free entry, isn't it, for, for all you guys? Yeah. So, you know, they, they attract it because they, they've made it accessible to all these quick runners and made it quick. So, so, yeah, you do have to put a little bit of effort in, and they have done that. Um, news. Let's go to European cross-country champs action. I mean, Shane and I wouldn't have seen any of this because we were out in the sunshine on the course. Josh, did you watch much of the the champs? Uh, small amounts, to be honest. I missed the first few races, but I did watch a little bit in the car. Okay. I'll kick us off with um, the under-20 women's race where Innes Fitzgerald took a dominant victory. She was 19 seconds clear in, in the under-20s. And then, I suppose, performance of the weekend in the under-23 women's. Megan Keith carried on her excellent form this season and she took gold for the first time since 2012 when Jess Colson, well, then Jess Colson, now Jess Piazeki took the win I think in the snow that year. I remember watching it. Um, 
she won by 83 seconds. I, I will mention it. So Meg, she completed the course in 25.32. The under 23 men ran the same course. And Megan was actually quicker than Henry McClucky for Team GP in the men's. And what's Henry what run? 13? Oh, I don't know. He's, he's running a fast 1500. Yeah. Yeah, he's run, thir- I would say, 1330, 1340. And look, I'm sure Henry didn't have the greatest of runs, but it does show how strong that 83 second win is from, from Megan Keith. Um, so in the under 23 men's, Will Barnicote. 1336. There you go. Will Barnicote took the win last year in the under 20s. I think I also, sorry, I'm going to cut in. I think I also saw earlier that the win by Megan Keith. I think that was the biggest under twenty. Yeah, ever margin. I know. I think it's ever. ever. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. It's pretty, pretty impressive. Doesn't surprise me. Well, Barnacote took the win in the under twenty-three men's um, in a sprint finish with Valentine Bresque of France. They actually caught the same time. And then the seniors. Um, the British women were led by Abby Donnelly, who took bronze individually, which fantastic result for Abby, fantastic result for Lincoln Wellington, having another athlete do it, mix it on the national, on the international stage. Um, so Grovdal took the win in that one, and Nadia Batticelletti was second from Italy. Um, Jess Warner Judd was fifth, Izzy Fry tenth. And then in the men's, there was no real clear favourite as there was no Jakob Ingebrigtsen. I think Hugo Milner took some of this out early on. Um, he eventually slipped to fourth, finished in 30-27, which was 10 seconds shy of the win, um, which was won by Frenchman Jan Scrub. And in second was... Magnus Meyer of Norway and in third was Robin Hendricks of Belgium. Um, strong runs from Callum Johnson in 23rd and Zach Mohammed in 27th for the Brits. And I suppose the only other action on the day was the mixed relay, which Shane didn't see. Me, Ronnie, Tom and Tom's girlfriend Charlotte went to some gym to see if they, we could play some tennis on on Monday, or whatever that game's called, not tennis, is it got a name? Paddle. Paddleboard, paddleball. Um, yeah, whatever it's called. Um, in that gym was the European cross country was on repeat, and I got I got to watch the end of this mixed relay, and Team GB put um, was it Kai Kai Langer out on last leg. And she was being hunted down by two by France and Netherlands, who both put out male male people on the last leg. And she held the lead all the way to the finishing straight when she got overtaken. So she just got pipped on the in the last few meters. But it was I don't know what race in the day that was, but it was very muddy in Brussels. That that was one of the early ones. Was it? Yeah. She she barely looked like she was moving through some of those sections. It looked heavy going. So, yeah, we got bronze in that too. Um, Telford, 
so as Josh mentioned, 54 men went inside for 30 minutes. 41 women went inside for 35 minutes. In the women's, Georgia Bell took three minutes off her PB to take the win in 32-22. Her first race over distance since January 2020. Uh, Lauren McNeil was second, 32-20. And I suppose the the most unexpected result of the day was Alex Bell making a 10k debut, finishing third in 32-56. Is that right? Yeah. Um, Then in the men's, yeah, strong race at the front where Mark Scott took victory in 28-36 just ahead of the Wheeler brothers who Josh warmed up with, who both clocked 28.40, Charles and George. Um, I think George's chip time is actually quicker, but Charles... Yes, Charlie wasn't too impressed with this. Basically, they started at the same time, and uh, George basically said he reckons Charlie must have jumped the start. (laughs) Because he was like, how can you have a faster chip time, but I beat you? It's quite funny, but... Yeah. That happened when my PB... Me, I ran with James Straw and he just out kicked me on the line. But I uh, took the club rankings because my I started further back. <laughs> or the only other thing it can be is if your trail leg yeah. has your chip on it. Or oh, no, because these would have been numbered. I think these are numbers, weren't they? So yeah. That shouldn't even affect. You can get it if you're one of your if it's your back leg and their front leg. Me I know that happened, uh, yeah, it happened in Bucks Cross Country with Jack Goodwin. No, uh, it happened in Armar 5K between Shane Robinson and Aaron Scott. I <laughs> absolutely did Shane. No. My no. chip must have been on my trail leg and his chip must have been on his front leg and he got awarded the victory. Because I'm better. So, very fair. Yeah. Um, Darry Griffiths, good return. For yeah, great. Darry. I mean, and as I was watching it, because it barely run hard, uh, Dowie was doing all the work to be honest was he yeah Mark so, made a move at about five miles um, I stopped warm down with him and he basically sort of said he tried to go early and then almost regretted it because um, I think they started to catch him but he was sort of just about strong enough to hold on what were conditions like in the UK um, it was raining a bit but anyone that said it slowed you down was is lying okay. uh, so like it looks like everybody was pretty muddy it was only because the ground was a little bit wet and there's a couple there's a couple of areas sort of around the lake, you know, the top of the lake. Um, it's a little bit muddy there, but it's like 20 metres worth. So, uh, yeah, it was good. Then I suppose in a place where conditions were very different to the UK, Shane and I walked down to the start line and in cool conditions, probably what, 12, 13 degrees as we strolled down at quarter to eight in the morning and warmed up to a nice sort of 18, 19 by, by the time the runners were probably a couple of hours in, probably hit early twenties by the end for some people. So yeah, great spectating um, conditions in, in the men's marathon, um, a race that was won in 209. Those leaders went through in 63. So they, even slowed. Um, first Brit home was Carl Avery, who ran 2.21.35. He was he was on about 2.17.18 pace for 
up until 30k. And he still looked pretty good when we saw him at 36, but um, but yeah, conditions must have got to him towards the end. Tom Martin, 222.54, who was with Tom Straw, who we were looking after. Um, Tom faded to 225.58. He stopped for about three minutes uh, to consider life at about 40k and then 40 better finish. So, um, yeah, strong, strong debut, few cramps, but, but yeah, solid nonetheless. Phil Martin, 228. 01 from uh, listener Phil and who else have we got on here I was just scroll, scrolling through to see if there was any other listeners. Oh, we had obviously Jasper the Flash oh yeah 225.31 he was in for 12th uh, and my next athlete home was Ben Allen just under 238 near Alex Gibb yeah he suffered a, a few issues as well. Um, whilst, whilst he doesn't, I don't think he listens. Shout out to one of my athletes who was seemed to be the only runner on the day who negative split and had a great time. So, Justin, yeah. great, great run. Yeah, give him a shout because he sent me a nice message. So, great lad. Um, in the half marathon, there was a few more Brits in action. I would mention the first Brit home, but it's down as Gibraltar. So Josh Griffiths, maybe change your nationality to Gibraltar or Gibraltese. Gibral- what I don't know what it is. Anyway, um, he was fourth in the half in 66-36 in a race one in 65-41. Um, I think he was the first Clash of Clans player home. <laughs> there was a few he is good at. Be absolutely furious if named him, shamed him playing Clash of Clans. <laughs> a few Brits around 70 minutes, but I suppose these results show you know there's about a group of 10 who were around the 220 type or 70 minute pace. So it made that group for the first 20k for those lads in the marathon looking to run 220 appear quite big. And when they ran past us, we were like, oh, they're going to be gonna be good here. And then we saw them at 22k and it was massive gaps. Everybody isolated, wasn't it? So, um, yeah, that half marathon within the marathon does just confuse things a little. In the women's half, Hattie Freeman took the win in 73-46. So, yes, um, nearly by three minutes, a very strong run from Hattie. I actually didn't know she won until I saw these results. Because again, it wasn't easy to spot who was in the in the half or the full, to be honest. Um but yeah, that's it, I think, for results, unless there's anything else anybody has. Not results wise, but I do have it's not really news, but I I will will say if you've done with results. What's your news? You sound nervous. No, yeah. it's only uh I'm going away to Spain and we actually have uh well, I say we. There was meant to be four of us. Two people have confirmed bailed. One is probably going to bail. So now it's just me. So if anybody wants to come to Spain, I'm there on my own for seven weeks. Uh, I do a very good deal. <laughs> no, in, in all seriousness, if somebody wants to uh, come for some sun, drop me a message. Um, the only really prereq- prerequisite is if, 
is that you don't get offended easily. And last year I went with Johnny Hopkins and Josh Griffiths and there is literally no line. So if you're easily offended, don't bother messaging me. Okay. Me and Shane will come out and do no running. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I mean, if you're paying, you're fine. <laughs> oh, Shane, did you not want to give any shout outs to um, some Brits who you met in the club at 3am? I heard that you, um, one second before Shane answers. I understand that Shane's chat-up line involved I have a podcast and oh, he's no. the best driver. Oh, no. Just a little birdie talk. Was, was it followed by a Strava DM? <laughs> no, but... No, actually, I think I was, I was using Ben as the chat-up. I think I was telling everybody he was top 50 in the marathon. Ben Heron. No, different Ben. I was going to say, that would have gone terribly. How did you get a Strava follow then? I don't know. Because you had Strava open, that's how. No, my, I did. My phone was dead. Okay. Yeah, that is true. I, 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 To be fair to Shane, his phone did die just before one o'clock. Fine, my friends will confirm that. Disappeared. So, yeah, no. So, I mean, I, don't, I can't, to be honest, I can't remember. I definitely didn't use a podcast line. <laughs> I'm joking, yeah. just to say what I heard, but uh, <laughs> yeah. it was my, it was my sick dance moves, mate. That's all, and my fantastic mustache. I'm sure it was. Sure it was. Anyway, boys, um, what's what what's your plans now, Josh? Marathon training for, until Spain? Yeah, I've actually I've actually got. So this is something I, I was talking to Rob about last week. So going back to the the carbon neutral, um. I described it as being a heroin addict because it, it's so hard to wean yourself off wearing carbon shoes. So you feel better. It looks like your times are faster. But in the long run, you know, really, you shouldn't do it. Like you, The benefits you'll get probably from it. So I just see it as it's my equivalent of not taking heroin. But tomorrow I've got 12 to 14 miles, um, a, marathon, a marathon effort. At the minute, a marathon effort might be six-minute miling. Um, but I'm going to try, I mean, I'm probably going to take my carbon shoes as well, just in case, but because Rob did say every now and then treat yourself. Um, but I'm going to try and do a lot of this block without carbon shoes and see how I go. So I've got, yeah, 12 to 14 miles tomorrow, uh, a marathon pace. And then I've got special block on Sunday. So we'll what see. Are Where are you doing this 12 to 14 miles? Uh, Battersea Park. Okay, probably. I see you. Oh yeah, you in London, of course. Uh, Shane, what are you doing? Uh, I'm. I've got uni tomorrow, and I really need to start my assignments. Um, work Friday, and got a couple of social events this weekend. So I'm hoping not to drink much alcohol, seeing as I spent most of my alcohol budget, uh, in Malaga. So hopefully. I'm okay, and then uh, I don't know if I fancy running next week. I think I might get might do some running next week. Mm. Well, we'll, we'll start building up to twenty twenty weeks out. Yeah, I mean, I think I just need to. Uh, I, I'd I'd like the idea of doing Copenhagen Marathon. I'm not gonna make. I'm not gonna make a decision now. I'm just gonna have to uh, maybe do eight eight weeks first and. 
if I'm st- if, if I'm still not recovering properly, then I'm I, I won't do it. But we'll see. Yeah, I suppose um, on the positive side for you, Shane. Shane, Shane, and Ronnie had quite a few athletes out there at the weekend, and they all seemed very well. Um, I don't know, set up for the event. I know it didn't go great for for people, but they all seemed to have a good relationship with you boys. So you you boys must be doing a good job of that at least. Um, we look after so- our athletes. He may be getting drunk somewhere in a ditch in Malaga, but his athletes were well looked after. And as I said, everybody enjoyed the trip, didn't they? So they did. Um, got some value out of it. I might start actually. I might actually enter Copenhagen just to make sure I've entered something. Tom's trying to convince me to do some other races, so I'll have a look at something. Um, so what's um, a serious question? Actually, what's your plans like running immediately? Obviously, you do the marathon. You've had a tape and an illness. Well, you st- still going to take a break or so two months in Spain? I think. <laughs> well, I've had now uh, what pretty much a week off. Um, I will probably start jogging if I can tomorrow. Um, start to feel a little bit better, sleeping better. So I'll see if I can start jogging from tomorrow and potentially some sort of Christmas race. I might do New Year's Eve 10K. Um, as you say, I've just, I've got a, a good block behind me. I might as well use it um, because I just feel like it'd be a massive waste otherwise. So hopefully I can clear the last bits of this illness and, and yeah, try and get a race out in the next couple of weeks. Um, and, and I suppose kind of on a positive note, um, I think the block of training will allow me to transition into the next block of marathon work better. Like, I've not done the marathon, so I've not sort of broken everything down to start. have to start again. And so hopefully I can get back into training a bit quicker than I would have been able to if I had done Malaga, um, which I suppose in theory maybe pushes my goals a little bit quicker um, instead of maybe looking at 2.22, which I was looking at for Malaga. Maybe I should, you know, in the next few months start looking at, let's see if I can get under 2.20 or into sub 2.20 type shape because I know that's what the groups will be running in Copenhagen. So, yeah, gives me a bit more time to, to maybe maybe get another good one out before the next baby arrives. Maybe I can come pace. Yeah, you can run the first 5k again, Josh. <laughs> Valid point. <laughs> right, boys. Quicker one tonight. We'll speak again next week when we'll do a maybe a review of the year and look forward to the 2024 because the week after will be Christmas Day. So... Um, what time do you want to record on Christmas Day? Well, I know you're busy most of Christmas Day, Josh. So, so maybe what about one o'clock in the afternoon? Yeah, and I won't be pissed by that point either. So, <laughs> anyway, boys, we'll speak again next week. Ciao. Yeah, see you there, guys.